Hello and welcome to Sense and Spirituality. This is Sheila McGregor, and it is good to be back with you again. I was very grateful for the three-month sabbatical I had recently, and for the opportunity to nurture my spirituality and deepen my theology and understanding of the scriptures. But it's great now to be back. Well, you know, so much has changed since I began studying for the ministry over 30 years ago. Back then, no one spoke about intersectional theology, social location, single axis thinking, post-colonialism, hybridity, gender identity, or two-thirds world, to name just a very few new terms to which I have been introduced and to which I hope to introduce you in the coming months. No one spoke about EDI, equity, diversity, and inclusion. But in recent years, EDI policies have been adopted by seminaries, colleges, universities, school districts, hospitals, governments, social agencies, and other organizations. The affirming ministry we are currently undertaking at Siloam represents an important step in this direction. Jesus, of course, did not talk about EDI, but his gospel was all about equity, diversity, and inclusion. Thus, our commitment to become an equitable, diverse, and more inclusive community at Siloam stems from our desire to be faithful to the God whom we meet in Jesus Christ, whose love was and is for all people and indeed for all creation. And for all our talk of becoming an inclusive society, we humans are notorious when it comes to excluding others. We exclude people by ostracizing them on the basis of color, race, gender, sexual orientation, ability, age, religion, theology, or economic or social class. Maybe it is our fear of people who are different from ourselves that causes us to discriminate. Or perhaps it is that we fear that there won't be enough to go around if we allow more people into our community, into our circle. Interestingly, there are numerous words in English for exclusion, but very few words for inclusion. Biblical scholar and Christian minister Eric H.F. Law notes, and I quote, the enormous number of words in the English language that we have available to describe exclusion, omission, ostracism, segregation, apartheid, banishment, deletion, deportation, discrimination, elimination, exemption, exile, expulsion, exception, expurgation, rejection, removal, and so on. Law then goes on to say, and I quote, when I think about verbs that we use to exclude, there are even more choices. Ban, bar, blackball, blacklist, boycott, cut off, delete, disregard, drop, eject, eliminate, excommunicate, expel, forbid, insulate, isolate, omit, ostracize, overlook, prevent, prohibit, reject, segregate, separate, shun, shut out, and so on. 
Well, you know, when Law began to search for words for inclusion in the English language, he said he was shocked to find only three synonyms for inclusion, insertion, addition, and enclosure. He writes that, and again, I quote, on further examination, I noticed that these three words were all meant to be used to describe the inclusion of objects, not people. I then checked for synonyms of the verb form of inclusion. I was happy to discover that there were more choices in the verb department, but again, the choices were mostly verbs describing inclusion of objects. For example, comprise, consist of, constitute, contain, entail, cover, insert, interject, and so forth. When I eliminated those verbs that imply inclusion of objects only, I was left with embody, embrace, encompass, incorporate, and involve. As he writes, our language, which is indicative of our cultural values, supplies a long list of expressions for exclusion, but gives very little support for expressions of inclusion. Law observes that one of the reasons there are so few words for inclusion is, believe it or not, um, the fact that inclusion is still a relatively new concept in the English language. Secondly, and more importantly, is that exclusion is far simpler and less complicated than inclusion. Think about it. Inclusion demands action, which always requires effort and often money. It can involve costly renovations to make our schools and churches and other public buildings fully accessible, or to ensure that our websites are accessible to those living with sight or hearing impairments. It requires a great deal of thought, research, discussion, collaboration, and planning to build diversity into the workforce or school system and to honor people from different cultures and different lifestyles. Exclusion is easy. It does not require that we do anything. Once we reject people, we can simply ignore them. But Jesus never took the easy way, and neither can we. Why? Because everyone and everything is included in the scope of God's love in Jesus Christ. Does this mean that Jesus never, ever excluded anyone? That's our topic for next week. For now, I leave you with the words of one of Jesus' greatest apostles, St. Paul as they come to us from his letter to the Galatians, chapter 3, verse 28. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. That's it for this week, friends. Before I close, however, and in light of the horrific events 
in Saskatchewan this past week, I ask you to keep the members of the James Smith Cree Nation and Weldon, Saskatchewan, in your prayers. May they find comfort, courage, and hope as they walk this tragic and difficult path. And may we, their relations, journey with them with love and care and respect.